you better clutch your nuts, honey, because it's time for Squirrel Talk. Hey, chili girl, it's your world. Hey, squirrels, chili girly squirrelies. It's me, your host, Vicky Licks, here for another podcast of Squirrel Talk found on the Sonar Network. I love to inhale when I say Sonar Network. It feels good. Sonar. Oh, I can't stop. Hey, give it up for my co-host. She's in a parking lot somewhere. Smile. Give it up for Selena. Yeah. Woo. Which parking lot are we in today? Uh, my regular trusty Herringate Mall parking lot. Oh, back in the Herringate. That's right, baby. That's heron as in heron, a bird, not a fish, not a herring. Correct. A heron as in the bird. I'm staring at an empty Good Life Fitness. No one is coming in or out. The lights are off. Oh, the depressed. Don't, don't, don't you start with me. Don't you start with me, little girl. Just trying to trigger <laughs> you, mama. <laughs> oh, my God. I miss the gym so much. <laughs> <laughs> I hate these gyms that are just sitting blackout empty. I'm like, stop! Somebody turn on the elliptical. <laughs> <laughs> at least let people in one at a time. <laughs> that, that's what they were doing. Before we went into this final, final lockdown, they had 10 people in these massive gyms. Yeah. I was like, this is like a luxury gym. I, I was up until 4 a.m. to make sure I booked my spot in that fucking gym for that one week. Were you allowed to shower at the gym and use no, the sauna? No, no, they cut it. They closed everything down. You literally just walked in, went to the equipment, kept your mask on the entire time, wiped it before you used it, wiped it after you used it. Like, could not have been safer. And it was like a luxury experience because nobody was there. <laughs> just had, if you like, can't, if you can't shower and use the sauna, how are you supposed to hook up? Well, the COVID hookups were on pause. I mean, all the COVID hookups are on pause. Well, not according to what's happening on my grinder grid. What's happening? <laughs> Have you hooked up in a gym? <laughs> what's that? Have, you have I hooked up-, up in a gym? No, but I have joined gyms to hook up. I just never went to the gym. That's 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 uh, motivating. Yeah. <laughs> I've never, and I would never. You know, people always are like, because like, I don't know, people get turned on in the gym, I guess. I don't know. People, the testosterone is pumping, whatever. I'm like yeah. so focused there. People message me on Grindr to be like, I saw you in the gym. I'm like, I have no idea who you were. I was so focused when I'm in the gym. I'm not paying attention to anybody else at all. See, all I do when I'm at the gym is look at other people. And the main motivator for me to go to the gym is the scene. Specifically, it's a scene from season six. Or from, uh, sorry, from episode six, season one of um, Sense8. Where oh. they're all working out and then they're, they're all suddenly fucking each other. Well, that's a, I mean, that's a soft porn fantasy. And I think the gym brings that out of people because your endorphins are going, you're sweaty. It makes you horny. I'm not at all. I literally could not be. I'm so focused in the gym. It's crazy. We're there for different reasons. I Well, that's what I feel like a lot of people are scared of the gym for this reason. A lot of people who want to get into shape are scared to go there because they feel like everybody's looking at them. Well, we are. No, no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm telling you. Everybody who takes the gym seriously, Selena Vile, I'm sorry you're not in that category, doesn't pay attention to anybody else. We're all focused on ourselves and like what we're doing. I have no idea who's around me. I honestly don't. So if you, if you feel that way, it's Selena Vile, yes, is checking you out and, you know, judging you. I'm yeah. not. 
Yeah, I actually once did a stand-up set right after a guy who was like super homophobic and talking about how like he refuses to change at the gym because he doesn't want guys like he's like all the guys are staring at me oh my god and then everyone was like fuck this guy and then went up there and i was like hey buddy i'm the guy staring at you you know there is always one queen in the fucking locker room though that's just like Wow, wow, wow. And they're just sitting with the towel yeah. like, under their eyes. <laughs> yeah, I never <laughs> I never make it out to the equipment. I always just like stay in the locker room for the full hour that I'm there. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, that's how you get your gains, honey. Listen, we all have different ways of working out. <laughs> you work that out, honey. You work that out. You work out that, that sphincter girl. <laughs> Speaking about sphincters. Um, let's talk RuPaul's Drag Race UK. Yeah, yeah, great segue. And all their tight little, tight little English sphincters. <laughs> and their tight little breasts. I love that Ginny walks into the workroom with one tit hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> well, She's because, so funny. I mean, she wore this little wrap around her to not show off her hips or her boobs. So, you know, pull the boobs out. Show them off. You're wearing them. Yeah, let us see the girls you're working with. Who went home? Who did we lube? Astina Mandela. Astina. It's Mandela, not Mandel, right? I'm not thinking. I'm thinking of Howie Mandel. You're thinking of Howie Mandel, but it's it's Nelson Mandela. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Two different people. They're slightly different. <laughs> I could see how you'd get them confused. <laughs> Howie Mandela. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, Astina. We lost Astina. I loved her. She was a front runner already. Um, she, she she walked in a front runner. She won the first episode. Yeah, so it's kind of crazy to see that, you know, one, a, a threat, as they say, as Candy Muse would say, my mm-hmm. number one is already knocked off. Mm-hmm. It's exciting. I like that. I like when that happens. Yeah, it does make it very exciting. So the girls are all kind of, and they're all talking about that. And they were expecting Tia to go home, as we were as an audience. I think we were expecting that, too. She's Baroness Basic absolutely um and ahora still throwing shade at her she's uh, still unhappy with her at this point um when tina when tia goes to wipe off the message ahora's all um at least now we know how to wipe off your message tia and tia did not like and that rude is what it says on the mirror and it's rude of ahora to say that yeah asina yeah. said it asina said it from you know uh, posthumously rude <laughs> and Jean, Jimmy finds Lawrence quite rude. She she's like yelling at her for making jokes and speaking up. And I don't understand where this like why Ginny hates Lawrence so much. I don't Lawrence know where this is coming from. Is getting on Ginny's fake tits. She's yeah. Um, they they had a thing last episode two, I think, where they're just like both getting they're repeating each other's jokes or something. I'm not sure. Which think- we're not. They, they keep saying that, but we're not actually seeing that. Yeah, I, I'm sure it exists. I'm sure it's happened on the show. But yeah. I'm getting the sense that Ginny thinks she's she's probably the funny girl in her shows. I'm uh-huh. sure she's probably being, and we know this as comedians, there's always a person that thinks they're the funniest one. You know? Right. Um, it's me for this podcast. You're welcome, Selena. Oh, <laughs> oh I see how it is. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just pulling in Ginny. Uh, but I'm <laughs> sure she's used to being in that position. So if anybody comes to challenge that, you know, it's kind of like dogs. You got to put the dog in the position. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's why Ginny hangs out with Sister Sister all the time is because she's less funny. Get <laughs> 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 yourself a sister that's not funny. That's what I say. 
<laughs> Wait a minute. What does that mean? <laughs> Always makes you look better. All right. So, uh, yes, yeah, so just getting on her tits, whatever. I, I don't see it. Lawrence is funny to me, you know? Lawrence is fucking hilarious. Yeah. But I could see how, like, it's constant. Like, it's like she probably never turns it off. And that's probably what's really annoying. That, well, they've said that a couple times, too. Like, Lawrence is constantly talking. And, you know, she's yeah. got that accent. So it's a lot of voice. It's a lot of, like, Lawrence Cheney constantly talking like this all day. You know? Yeah. I have a feeling it's way more entertaining for us as an audience than it is for them in the workroom. Uh, I, I, yeah, I agree with that. I think that's the truth. <laughs> yeah. We like it as an audience. Yeah, we love it. And then, uh, you know, they're all taking the dragging off. And then Tia says, it's time for the, the underbites to dog back. Or the underdogs to bite back. <laughs> Everyone with an overbite. Go. <laughs> <laughs> the underbite. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> yes, that's Alexa, what she said. It's your time to dog back. <laughs> with Ginny with her tits on her head yeah um, you know how Lawrence reminds me of a, have you seen Brave? Pixar's Brave? I never did oh you should watch it it's cute I think she reminds me of like one of the characters like one of the uh, Viking characters from Brave Just in, I like, could see that she, she looks self. like she's drawn yeah. by Pixar yeah the hair like she looks like a Pixar character from that movie Brave yeah they're, they're all Scottish so it makes sense right uh, all right. Oh, so yeah. I guess we're into the next day, yeah? We are into the next day, and, and um, Lawrence and Veronica are comparing badges because they're the only two with them right now, now that Estina's gone. That's right. I wonder what she's doing. I wonder what Estina's going to do with that badge. I'd put it on eBay. I was just going to say, you better sell that girl. <laughs> Get There's probably a rule where she can't sell it for like the first year or something. Oh, I wonder. I wonder if mm -hmm. they get to keep them. <laughs> they take back their badge when they leave. Yeah. Oh my God. They don't get any money or badges even. <laughs> the badges are just for show girls. We keep the badges. <laughs> um, Speaking about badge, here comes uh, Ginny Lemming looking like a little non-binary Paddington bear. Oh, she's so adorable. A little Paddington bear hat. I look at her and I giggle. She's so funny. She is a little Paddington bear. That's like, it feels like a gay term. Like a padding, you know, there's like gay bear. She's like a little Paddington bear. Yeah, she's, so there's like bear, which is like the big hairy guy. There's the cub, which is a little uh, big hairy guy. And then there's otters, which is like a skinny hairy guy. And which one would be Paddington bear? Uh, it's like a mix, between, it's like a wet bear. You know, it's like a rainy. A wet bear. bear. It's a rainy time bear. You wear the hat, <laughs> you have to wear a hat. Mm. Rainy time bear season. Oh, <laughs> are you an otter? I think I would be considered an otter. I guess I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah, you're an otter. Yeah, sure. Yeah, call me an otter. Thank what you. are you? A twunk? What are you? You're a <laughs> a twunk is a twig that's gone off. How dare you? Well, I mean, what what do you consider yourself? I'm certainly not a twink. <laughs> I'm a daddy. <laughs> Are you a daddy? I'm like 10 years older than you. How are you a daddy? I've been a daddy since I was 20. It's true. You have. You, you have. You've been living the life. I've been living full daddy fantasy forever. <laughs> I'm a daddy. So go hit up Vicky, babies. Get your daddy. Get your daddy. All right. So what is happening? They're doing, when Paul comes in, we have our mini challenge. It's the great British, it's the great British fake off. 
Yay, it's the fake off. Did you say fake off? Fake off. Good, excellent. You got it. So it's a, a play on Bake Off, which is a show, which is very popular there. It's a, have you watched it? I haven't watched it. No, but it's, you know, uh, Blue Hydrangea did Mary Cherry, you know? You know uh, right, and she's from that show? I think so. Um, but put it in my punani, that woman, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that, she said that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't Blue, it was actually that woman, Mary Cherry. Yeah, um, yeah so they all have to sell pastries um in a fun little improv challenge i have a weird challenge actually i mean i love the limbo this one's a bit weird you're <laughs> like bring back the limbo honestly i could do limbo every week <laughs> i want to see them get lim- back. i want to see them improve at their limbo i want to see uh-huh. you know, i want to, want to see growth rupaul's limbo yeah. ways yeah let's do it that'll be our main challenge next week <laughs> <laughs> uh who were your standouts here did you have any yeah, well, Ellie certainly wasn't. Oh my God, no, she was not. Which was kind of funny because all the other girls were like, well, Ellie, you're just not funny, honey. <laughs> and I'm glad we had that moment where they let us know that they're thinking what we're thinking. <laughs> I know that's what you were thinking. I was thinking it. <laughs> I uh, have the hate on for Ellie. <laughs> that's like almost irrational. <laughs> well, well, but there's something else that comes up in the episode that we'll bring up. Let's get into that at some point. But who else stood out? I thought Lawrence was a clear standout. Um, you know, she really played with it. She had a Claire. She said, it's not called a Claire. It's called a Claire. <laughs> yeah. There's a brown swoop on it. What do you think that's from? Oh, my family. Like, she just... <laughs> I like when she walked away and she goes, clean this up. Clean up this mess. Yeah. This one's got to be Take this one home. <laughs> I um, thought um, Ginny Lemon was quite funny, and I thought so was Tia. And Tia was first. Like, she just jumped right into that. Yeah. Um, as if she'd been doing this challenge her whole life. I thought that was great. She probably has been. She's <laughs> Tia, Tia Coffee and Crumpets. Yes. Um, Veronica was basically doing an audition for Fun Size Boys. Oh, my God. I wrote this down. I was like, all right. She just did an orgasm video for Fun Size Boys. I, I'm like, listen, well, you brought this up. And now this is all I see. <laughs> the pornographic Veronica Green. Yep. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Crazy. That was that was an audition. That was an audition and a half. <laughs> oh my god. And then you know what? Bimini was really great. I loved how she took it. And everybody else went really sexual with it. And yeah. uh, she took a really clever approach with Brexit. Was it a Brexit biscotti? Biscone? It was Brexit, some, Brexit bun. Brexit bun, that's it, yeah. Yeah, it was very smart. It was very clever. No one else thought to do that. Um, and she made a statement with it too. Yeah, I'm getting into Bimini a lot. She's really growing on me. Yeah, you know what? I was not into her week one because she, she comes across as cocky or she did on the first episode. Um, but since then, I'm falling in love with her. I think she's an incredible character. She's a great person. You know what? Maybe it's because she was in the bottom too. She needed to have that humble pie, right? A vegan humble pie, but she had it. <laughs> it was vegan. Yeah. Um, it was, yeah. No, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm happy with her these days. It changes you. You know, those little moments where you fall down, it changes you. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it tasted well. Yeah. Everybody. Everybody, except for I don't remember Sister Sister. And uh, did she have, did she show up? Was she, did she do it? This challenge, um, she was there to do like a zap thing on Veronica. And Veronica's what made that moment for me. Right, right, right. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I recall. Who won? Yeah. 
It was uh, Bimini. Oh, Bimini won. There you go. Bimini. Yeah. Yeah, wonderful. So what yeah. does she win? Nothing. They don't win anything on the show ever. <laughs> she wins the right to... <laughs> um, I love that on the American version. It's like, you just won $5,000. God. .com. This one, like, you win. You win the chance to dance, to lead a choreo challenge. Like, there's nothing... They have to give them money somehow on this, right? Like they probably pay them better than they do the American girls, maybe. What I've heard, and I can't say if this is true or not, is that they give them a budget to they pay them for their runways to get some to pull some looks for the show. Right. So I guess yeah, I'm pulling in a bread of my butt that I heard was like five thousand dollars um, for them to to work off of for the show. Basically. Right. Because I mean, it's kind of insane to do the show without having any funding and come up with these amazing runways that they want for the show yeah. yeah, and not get paid and you know, whatever. So. Right. Yeah. They have to get something. Well, what Bimini got here was she gets to cast the, uh, the next challenge. Which is morning glory chat show. A morning show. A morning show. You know, I love my view. Have you been on a morning show? Have I been on a morning show? I don't think I have. Um, no, no, I'm, I've never done the Marilyn Danish show. No, I don't think I have. Mm. Have you? I have been on breakfast television a couple times. Breakfast television, yeah. And uh, Canada AM. Canada but for Canada AM, it was a segment that was pre-filmed. Canada AM. Who was the host of that? That was Marcy Ian. Marcy Ian. Of The oh. Social. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not a morning girl, so if, even if I was asked, I'd probably decline. <laughs> really? It's very, it's fucking painful. It's, I hate you it. have to be up at 4 a.m. You have to be in nope. the studio at 5 a.m. And nope. like you sit there and you don't go on until 8 a.m. It's brutal. Nope. Not doing it. No, I won't even do brunch shows. I did one brunch show in drag. Never again. Never again. Yeah. I don't like it. I hate it. <laughs> brunch shows. <laughs> no, I won't do brunch. I won't do lunch. I won't even do an early dinner. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nothing before 1 a.m. No, nothing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if it's not midnight, I'm not showing up. <laughs> Anyways, so doing morning glory chat show. They had the little anchor parts that they had to uh, pass out. Yeah. So they're reading through the parts and stuff. Um, what? what uh, I guess, what are the parts? So, I don't really know what they all ended up being, to tell you the truth. I know that Tace and Bimini are the hosts. I wrote like them the down. Main Here hosts. they are. So party, they... the party girl Gen Z, that's the that's the key, Gen Z, is Bimini mm -hmm. and Tace. They're hosting it. Okay. And then we have uh, the the uh, Dragony nieces. I don't really know what this means. It's like probably a British thing. It's like, I heard, I guess it's like a Dear Abby segment in the uk is what they consider it yeah because it has to do with them like it's a play of them being like the the real term is aunties but they made it nieces right so that's that's uh lawrence and ellie again um uh, who uh, the hippie weather is going to be Ginny doing the uh -huh. weather essex girls money saving essex girls are going to be tia and ahora which is kind of like interesting because the two of them have not been getting along true and i like that they decided to work or like that tia decided to work with ahora um, it reminds me, you know what that reminds me of? My niece has a bully at school. What? And, um. Give me their name. She, oh my God, her name is Savannah. Um, <laughs> and she was so proud of herself the other day because she chose to work with Savannah on a project to like make peace. Isn't that sweet? 
That's great. You know, that's that truly is the best way to get to uh, work with somebody and get to know them better and, you know, get rid of those issues if there's bullies or disagreements, you know, is to work with them. Yeah. So good for her. Um, she's, she's, she's way ahead of the game. She's going to do just fine. I hope so. I worry about her. Her and Savannah are going to open a Fortune 500 company. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe they will. And then, so the goth party planners are going to be Veronica and sister. Yeah, so Veronica waited until the end to take a role. She was like, don't worry, I'll be fine with whatever I get. I'll be happy with whatever. Yeah, Veronica was being a little cocky in this, I felt. She already did the acting musical challenge. Uh-huh. Um, and she won that. So I felt like she was like, yeah, I'll just take whatever role there is. I can do any role, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, which is, you know, it is cocky, even as an actress. Like, you can't do every role. There are roles that play to your strength more than other roles. I mean, however, she is aware that she's not an improviser. She does state that. Um, and then... Which is why my... I would, I would, I would I'd put my two cents on another character that played more for you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I guess. Um, but what's her name? Sister, what? sister, sister says that Veronica, she's like, well, she's not exactly known for her comedy. She's pretty stiff. And I'm like, sister, have you seen yourself? Because you're not exactly funny. And you're not exactly like loosey-goosey with your performances. So relax. Stiffy sister. Stiffy sister! <laughs> Yeah, she's yeah. She bothered me this episode. I'm not gonna lie, she bothered me. I mean, I've just been like not getting her, and this episode, I'm like really not getting her. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's getting to the point of like, go home. <laughs> like I'm getting frustrated. Yeah. Uh, when other, when so many great people are going home now, and she's still here, I'm like, gah. There's a thing with filler <laughs> queens, you know, and they, they talked about this. We talked about this. There's filler queens. Um, I'm not saying that she is a filler queen, but she's presenting herself. As if she's just a filler queen, sister, sister. I don't feel like she's playing to win. That's right. And it bothers me. It just bothers me. Yeah. I mean, she does talk about this later on in the episode. Yeah. So we'll get there. So this is an yeah. improv challenge, essentially. They're filming mm-hmm. live, which, I mean, in terms of RuPaul's Drag Races, it doesn't matter. <laughs> they, yeah. They all have one take anyways for all these things. Um, and then Lauren Kelly. Wait. Lorraine Gailey's the the director of this. She is the morning show person for the UK, basically, for Britain. Good Morning Britain. Is that the name of the show she's on? I think so. I think she was also on the show Loose Woman. I might be wrong, though. Loose Woman is like the, a version of The View there. I love that name. Loose Woman, yeah. Good for them. They're very popular, the, the Loose Woman. They also did a lot of Big Brother UK. A lot of them did it. I think a couple <sighs> of them have won it. Um, <gasps> They're, they're a really funny woman. Like, they're all Joy, Be- Joy Behar. <laughs> That's fantastic. I'm happy with that. Yeah. Um, before we get to filming, Rue does a walk around. And the only thing that I want to point out here is when he goes up to the Scottish girls and then Ellie goes, Now, Rue, how can you say Lord and Jenny, but you don't say anything for Ellie Diamond? It's and so Rue's awkward. just like, what? It's She's really like, awkward. And you can see that RuPaul's face too, like, this bitch just <laughs> yeah challenge my i mean it's also not really your spot to say that ellie and then rupaul's kind of like trying to figure out how to be nice about this and be like well I've, you know i've come up with like shine bright like a diamond for you i mean first of all lawrence cheney the way you say it just uh, initiates an accent 
There's yes. things like called vocal cues in the acting world. Uh-huh. <laughs> you do dialects like Lawrence Cheney puts you in a Scottish accent. Yes. Uh, the Prime Minister Brody puts you in a different accent. You know, there's so many different things that just cue accents, and that mm-hmm. her, her name does that. Ellie Diamond doesn't. <laughs> no. If you don't want to like fall to the like wallpaper, then pick a better name. Like, don't pick a name <laughs> that's boring, like you, Ellie Diamond. I, I can't even really say Ellie Diamond with the Scottish. Uh, Ellie Diamond. It doesn't really come out. <laughs> Ellie Diamond. I don't know. Yeah, that that didn't work. <laughs> I mean, I mean, when RuPaul comes up with a lot of fun quirks and things for characters on the show, she doesn't need to. I mean, I always think of like Magnolia Crawford. I'm like Magnolia Crawford. Yeah, Ivy Winters. Yeah, she doesn't need to do that stuff. I mean, and that becomes a selling point for you as a branding branding when you get off the show. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it just kind of made me feel sad for that girl. I'm like, oh, you just don't get it. Like, you just don't know what you are. <laughs> Well, and she's also the youngest one. She's 21. Yeah. She doesn't, I mean, this is this generation where I I don't want to say, I don't know how to say this properly, but like maybe they expect to receive more than they deserve, I guess. I don't know how to say it. Well, RuPaul talks about this a lot on her podcast is about like everybody expect, like everybody getting a participation ribbon these days. Yeah, but not even working for like working for it though, you know, like ingracious, I guess is what I want to say. You know, yeah. you, there's an ingratitude for a lot of younger performers of like, uh-huh. I, des- I deserve this. I deserve this. I deserve that. No, you yeah. don't. You don't deserve anything. You have to work for it. Yeah. Yeah. And completely. For the people who do deserve it, like Lawrence Cheney, she is just a very big personality that deserves that already. She's developed that for herself. Yes. So that's our tangent on that. Thank you. I agree. <laughs> Um, I'm kind of I'm I am getting into Ellie though because I'm interested to see what's happening with her now. I don't love her as a contestant, but I'm curious to see like is she gonna win something or is she gonna lose real bad? I don't know. Oh, uh, I don't even care. I'm like there's two people that I'm just like just go home already, and that's her and sister sister. If you asked me when the series has started, who's gonna go home first? I would have said Ellie Diamond. Yeah, yeah. Was, based off their Meet the Queens and everything else, I had actually thought she was going home first. Right. I didn't even remember who she was. Like, every time she's on the runway, I'm like, which one's that? <laughs> it's Ellie Diamond. Ellie Diamond. <laughs> Anyways, I guess we're getting into the challenge, right? The challenge, yeah. I love this little uh, super cut of, like, the morning glory, the, the erection of Big Ben. That's funny. <laughs> and the boy going, that's real funny. I didn't even put that together, morning glory. I was like, oh, it's an erection. I get it. Yeah. That's funny. That's hot. Yeah, big Ben, big old Ben. <laughs> <laughs> so Lorraine Kelly's there. Um, and we start off with Bimini and Taste. They're the leaders, they're the uh, main hosts. And I think they do a serviceable job. Um, they did a, well, a good job. I mean, the gag was yeah. Gen Z, right? This kind of like new generation yeah. of, and I don't know if, I guess I don't really know if either of them were in Gen Z necessarily. They might be. Um, I think they are. Yeah. Yeah. But this, uh, the, the, the youth of today where they're getting home really late and, you know, you know the, the young people, they party late. Yeah. <laughs> and they're doing their, their, what are they called? Body, what are the, the booty, when they drop down to the floor, what's that called? I don't know. I don't Changes know. Changes names. It used to be called a Jersey drop. And then it was oh. called like a booty thing. And now it's, I, they called it something else though. 
I can't tell you. I didn't pay that close attention. The slut drop, slut drop or something. Okay. The slut slam. That's nice. <laughs> I like them. I thought they were good. Yeah, I thought they had good energy and I thought they worked together well. I did. Yeah, I think they weren't bad. I think uh, Bimini was better than Taste was. I think um, Bimini had more um, uh, gags. She had more one-liners in there, yeah. 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 And then we get to, and it's hard to judge these things because this is such a silly improv. It's it like, really is. And it's really just a one-shot off-the-cuff thing. It's like, how do you judge this? Who know? Like, nobody really killed it. Nobody did really terrible. I, you know how yeah. you judge yeah. How do you judge art, as they say? How do you judge a drag queen doing improv? Yeah. Get the big cane and pull them off the stage. <laughs> True story. Speaking of which. This group comes goth, the gothy, the gothy Kendall party planner. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, I mean, they really should have just played up gothy Kendall. They should have. They should have brought in gothy Kendall for this. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, talk about stiff. Well, I mean, she's got a giant cock. Well, she should. She's got the have, have you seen it? No, I like to respect my sisters and not look at their genitals. <laughs> I'm very disrespectful. <laughs> it is huge. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, there's listen. There's a lot of uh, a lot of British blokes with big packages. People, I suppose so. Well, listen, that psychic was right. You got to go to Scotland. Got I got to go. The men are bigger. Go to Scotland. <laughs> thank you stranger i will <laughs> thank you so um, um here we go they're doing their gothy party planning veronica you know um yeah i mean they're both i mean it's so the difference between these characters and the rest of the characters the other ones are going really over the top and huge yeah these ones are goths and so you, your natural inclination is to play it under you know yeah to play it sleep here but with the danger of that is becoming boring and actually sleepy, you know? Uh-huh. What did we see? Okay. So first of all, we saw Ben de la Creme do goth in season three of All Stars. Right. Who nailed it and won that challenge. It's like, it is possible to make goth big. Um, but your national, your national, your, but your inclination is usually to think of them as low status, you know, those things, right? Goth, yeah. Ben did and a great job of that. Yes, and like low status, understated, like that can still be funny and still be the winner. I don't think either of them achieved this. I think what happened here is Veronica, A, was out of her element, but she had a character. She held on to it. She managed to like get complete sentences out and like, and like do it all in character. Whereas Sister Sister, I don't even think she was trying. She just stood there in, an, in a red wig and black lipstick and had zero character and like zero anything to say. Like she hadn't, she never chimed in. She never tried to help Veronica. She just stood on the sidelines and faded away. And I think that's her own fault. And it pisses me off that later on in the show, she blames Veronica for that because that's your, that's your own fault. If you were a better improviser or a better performer, period, you would have been able to handle that situation. Yeah, and they say later on, you have to fight for your spot. You have to fight for your, your bits, right? And I, yeah. thought, I thought Veronica did that the whole time. I thought she was engaged the whole time. Yes. Uh, I, didn't ha- I actually didn't hate Veronica. I didn't, I didn't hate her either. I thought she was actually doing a pretty good job. I mean, all things considered, I was like, you know, she was decent. I mean, she gave me more than Sister did. Sister didn't give me really anything that I saw. Nothing. 
So, I mean, she had some good, I don't know. So how do you judge? How do you judge? I don't know. If anything, <laughs> sister, sister let down Veronica because she, she gave her nothing to bounce off of. That's true. I mean, this is an improv. Okay, so improv. All right, yes, and. There's two of you for each thing minus Jenny, who's on her own. You yeah. can play off each of each other, and that's where you get your strength from. That's where you bring the scene, is playing yeah. off each other and getting into a rhythm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I felt like, if anything, Sister was kind of blocking Veronica a little bit. So Completely. Yeah. So I, I'm actually team Veronica for this one. I didn't mind her. I'm so happy we agree. Yeah, there we go. Then after this was Lord, it's Janet and Ellie Diamond. There we go. Did you like that, Ellie? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. You'll be happy now, Ellie. Yeah, <laughs> you happy? All right. So Ellie, <laughs> and there's so I don't really get this part of the show because I didn't really get these characters. Um, Me neither. That's just I guess that's just being from another continent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't get what they. I didn't get this part at all. Um, but I did get that Lawrence was funny. Yeah, I, I mean that's the thing that didn't matter because Lawrence is still selling me stuff, anyways, right? Mm-hmm. And she was just very funny and like quippy, and, and she was there for it. Ellie, on the other hand, I felt like it was just kind of there, and it doesn't. It didn't feel like Lawrence. Lawrence doesn't need to bounce anything off anybody. She can bounce it off herself. Yes. Oh. Uh, and she kind of was because Ellie wasn't really giving her much. Ellie was reading cue cards and her eyes were darting all around. Like she just had zero focus and was, even when she was like painting Lawrence's face, like her face was turned away from the camera. She just has zero, zero stage presence. I didn't like this look she wore for this either. I mean, this is really giving me more of a gothy look. This kind of black and blonde. Yeah. I just wasn't, I mean, this is like this drag trends are so popular, but it didn't give me this character of what she was supposed to play. I don't get it. Right. So I don't like her. I thought Ellie did the worst at this personally. Me too. And I believe she should have been bottom three. I think so too. I mean, she, listen, her makeup is great. It's gorgeous, but that's, that's not enough for me. That's not enough. No. But Lawrence was fabulous. And you know what she said at the end? Oh, I, I crushed it. Yeah. <laughs> she, uh, you know, she crushed the scooter. <laughs> yeah. I love that she went on the scooter and Ellie was just like left not knowing what was going on. I know. Lawrence honestly didn't even care that Ellie was there. She was, she ran her over with that crushed scooter. <laughs> and you know what I say? Good for you, Lawrence. Good for you. <laughs> Good for you. Good for you, honey. Here comes the uh, sassy Essex girl, the money savvy. This is actually pretty great. So Tia Coffee and Abhora. No, Ahora. Ahora. <laughs> yeah, Ahora. Abhora is a scary one. Ahora is the less scary one. So they're doing yes. Essex girls, which, you, do you know Essex? The only way is Essex. Yeah, we talked about this with Cheryl Hole last year. It's a very specific part of England. But it's just like they're all characters. They're all these like really vapid characters from there. And they all talk with like, <laughs> like this, like they're like a valley girl, like a British valley girl. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ahura steals the show. She's so funny. Her face is fucking hilarious. I was shocked. But really, I was like, wow. Um, Ahura really came out of this. And she was very, very funny. She embodied the full character. She knew the character. Yes. She knew it and she embodied it and she just sold it. And she was like, oh, I, I love glitter. I love glitter. Eee! Like, just so cute. She had jokes when they brought out the gravel and she goes, oh, my favorite color, pink. <laughs> like, <laughs> that is such a funny thing to say. <laughs> they brought out the gravel. 
<laughs> Tia, Tia was good too. I, I felt like a horror obviously outshined Tia, but I think Tia was like balanced. And she said it in her confessional, I was a straight man for this. Um, yeah. Sometimes, you know, you also helps the scene develop. It made a, a horror look even better and it made you look good too, Tia. So great. Exactly. She worked with her. She didn't, she didn't fall to the background. Um, she kept up. She, yeah, she kept up. Yeah, I love this scene. I thought I thought Ahura stole the show. Yeah. Agreed. Brilliant. I love Letta. Yeah. <laughs> She's very funny. Um, and then yeah. last up is little Ginny Lemon as our hippie weather girl. She decides to make this character choice of like an Australian chakra. <laughs> yeah. She so she decided to do it like an Australian hippie uh, weather woman. Yeah, person, I guess, weather person. And uh, what did we think of that? Listen, I laughed. I thought she was funny. I liked that she went with it. Sure, she didn't tell us the weather. Sure, she was distracted by everything falling on her head, but she was using it. I thought she kept, she kept me entertained, and I was happy with it. So here's where I'm going to disagree. <clears throat> Great, go. Like what they brought up in, later in the judging was that she was one note. She went really, really high. She was at 100 the whole time. And once you go there, we don't really get anywhere else to go. Yeah. And for me, I, this is always something when I see a show and I'm like, oh, I love this character. They're huge. But if the character doesn't change and they're at this 100 the whole time, it becomes grading, you know? Sure. I didn't feel graded. But I, felt I guess graded. I did. I felt like she was grading on me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, there was a lot happening. Um, yeah, I just, I didn't love it as a character. I just didn't love it. Sure, that's fine. But I thought it was funny that she was able to do the characterization of like an accent and all those things. I mean, I wouldn't have yeah. put her in the bottom for this. Let's say that though. Like, I don't think she- I was about to ask, do you think she deserved bottom? But I guess no, not. I don't think she deserved bottom for this, but I just wasn't feeling, uh, I was feeling what they were saying, like this, it, too much. You know, sometimes it's just too much. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Too much of something is bad enough. When two become one. Different song, but yeah, same artist. <laughs> you know, I don't know lyrics to nothing. So, <laughs> all right, so we're that's that. That is the challenge. It is wrapped up. Should we wrap up and take a little break? Well, not quite yet, but there's still some drag room talk to talk. All right. So... All right, so we get back. So it's the next day, it's elimination day, and they're all kind of reflecting on the performances. Yeah, this is where Sister Sister decides to blame Veronica and say, hey, you screwed me up. Yeah, she's been a little bit of a bitchy bitch. Yeah, which she also did to Lawrence week two when Lawrence was crying in the um, rehearsal for Rats. And Sister was like, well, you know what? That really threw me off because uh, I felt like all the attention was on you and we weren't able to focus on rehearsal. And it's like, well, bitch, you did fine in the fucking thing, so relax. Like, stop blaming other people. She has a tendency to deflect things and deflect her own failures, it seems. Yeah. Um, and that seems, I, I feel like a lot of insecurity coming from sister, sister, you know? And yes. when you have that insecurity, you you don't want to recognize that, like, it, maybe I, I maybe I dropped the ball, you know? You want to put that yeah. off on somebody else all the time. So I think that's something for her to find out. Um, and I, I got a really insecure vibe from Sister, you know, and even just taking it on, on Veronica. Well, they start doing their makeup and Sister does actually speak about this. 
um, and says that she has been holding back. She has been reserved and that she actually feels silly expressing herself creatively. And I'm like, well, then you're in the wrong industry, first of all, and on the wrong show. And um, what I say to people like that, because I do see a lot, like I used to teach theater to kids and like, I can tell when they feel stupid doing something on stage and I have to tell them like, if you feel stupid, you look stupid. So like you have to let that go because we see your insecurity and we don't want to watch that. If we see you going full ham, like letting yourself look stupid, we're going to love it. Yeah, that's like such a good performance note. And I feel like any performer that's been performing for a long time gets that, you know, like people can read between the lines of when you're performing. Um, yeah. So it surprises me with sister because I guess maybe she doesn't have a lot of experience with performing or as much as some of the other people, perhaps for that reason, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I, I, I'm getting more of this vibe of she wants to do this kind of fashion stuff, you know? And I, I see that from her. Um, I think she's got a good fashion lens. Like she has a good eye. Yeah. Lean into that. Sure. Yeah, I think she's, I think sister might be undercooked for the show. That's also what I'm, I'm seeing too. Is there's, she's not ready. Yeah. However, I'm going to say that maybe if she hadn't done the show, she never would have gotten to the point of realizing that. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like, she needed the show to push her to the next level. Sure. Yeah, I agree with that too. Yeah. So, and then we get a little moment with Atia and Ahura, and they are really becoming sister sisters. Never knew how much I missed her. Jack K is in the corner being like, <laughs> go on, sisters. Go on. <laughs> Come on, Tia. <laughs> so they Pizza. are, they had a good challenge together. They worked well together. And I think they're seeing each other in a new light for the first time. And that's always fun. That's fun. Yeah, it's always really nice when you see growth between like two people who were rivals who like come to, we see it all the time on Real Housewives. <laughs> two people who didn't like each other suddenly become friends. Tamara and Gretchen, season seven. That's the example that's the example I'm going to use. They ended up sitting on the same side of the couch that year. I mean, you see every um, year in Housewives, one of them was like, I'm going to sit on this side of the couch now. I mean, yeah. Housewives is such a flip-flop with people you like and hate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it really is. Um, it's really nice to watch this. Like, it's so nice to watch them bonding and like Tia opening up about her own, sorry, Ahura opening up about her insecurities, yeah. about like growing up and like... I, there's just, a lot... A lot of insecurity talk this episode, I felt. And yeah. And and the difference between sisters, she was internalizing it and making it about, you know, putting it off on somebody else. Whereas Ahura was like realizing, you know, I do do that. I do, I do tend to put it off on Tia. I do send I see things in Tia that I see in myself that, you know. Yeah. So she recognizes that though. And that's that's the growth process, which we're not getting with sister maybe at the minute. Yeah, it's an important realization and an important thing to like recognize in yourself where like if you're being pulled down, you pull other people down too. So it's like a vicious cycle that like needs to stop somewhere. Yeah, exactly. And I like that. Yeah. I like that Tia and Ahura are finding more in common than they have apart. Yeah, it's cute. And you know what? It really warms me up to Ahura because like I like Ahura's looks and everything, but like I haven't liked her as a person until this. And like now I'm like, okay, I see who you are now. And like, I see that you have a heart, and now I can like you. I'm warming up to her. You know what? I'm warming up to her. And it's what RuPaul always says. We need to see that vulnerability, right? Yeah. If, if you're just going to be a professional, uh, I can't lose, I'm always good at everything, we don't warm up to you. But, like, when we see some vulnerability, that's when we love you. Yeah. And for her to say that she always works alone because everybody 
just thinks that she's a bitch. That's so sad. Well, she doesn't work alone in the bedroom with Case. Hey, you know what I mean? <laughs> so I was like, do you work alone? Because you seem to know Taze really well. And she seems to be very personal with you. <laughs> so yeah. I'm not sure. Um, Show yeah. me the receipts. I want to see the receipts. Show me the hotel receipts. <whistles> wow, look at, that. look at this mini bar. Oh my God, what were they doing? <laughs> <laughs> they used all the peanuts. Who paid for that room service? <laughs> All right, should we take a quick break and then come back with a runway? Yes, please. Let's do it. All right, we're taking a quick break for our sponsor and we'll be right back. Too much of something is never enough. Is that the song? Uh, yep. Great. And that was Spice Guys. Is that, did I say that correct? No. <laughs> we are the Hey, y'all, we're the Spice Guys. <laughs> we're the Spice Men. <laughs> spice Men. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, what Spice Girl did you ever always want to be? Jerry. It was always Jerry. You always want to be Jerry. Why? Yes. Ginger. Ginger, yeah. But why? Why? Oh, because she was um, the leader and she was sexy and um, she looked like she liked to fuck and she was funny. She did. She like has a sense of humor. Yeah, she was funny. That's true. Yeah. I never connected with Jerry, though. I was always like a baby. No, really? Yeah, I like the baby. <laughs> I like you were a baby type? Yeah, I like the baby. You know what we did? <laughs> we did um, in like grade five, we did like an air band of the Spice Girls, five of us. I, I'm pretty sure all these kids are gay now, too, with me. <laughs> yeah, of course, they have to be. Uh, but I, they were like, you have to be baby. I was like, I have to be baby. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, that's funny. Does it shock you? Yes, it does. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't the monster I was then. I was, you know, I was a normal-sized kid. But, you know, here I am. <laughs> a normal size kid. Now I'm, wow. Now I'm Harry and the Hendersons. I'm a baby. <laughs> I'm a baby. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. But let's get into speaking about monster-sized men. This runway is a monster mashup. Have we been recording this whole time? <laughs> yeah, we're back from our break. That whole Spice Girls thing was part of the show? Yeah. Wow, look at us go. <laughs> the, real, <laughs> the realness. <laughs> So we're getting into this. So this is a monster mashup. So this is what I think. So this, again, we're talking about this. They filmed this pre-COVID. This is the last uh-huh. episode. Uh-huh. I believe they were thinking that this episode was going to air for Halloween. Because they, <gasps> they were probably going to air this in, in October as they did season one. Right. I think that's why the monster mashup is happening for Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> right. Was originally, it was originally thought to air for Halloween, I believe fascinating yeah isn't that weird yeah yeah yeah. it makes total sense because otherwise i was like it's just a choice all right but i get it but in terms of timing yeah yeah right valentine's yeah yeah valentine's monsters marry those Um, monsters together yeah so it's two monsters in one right is that what the story is yeah and i i like this as a theme it's not just one it's like kind of coming up with a new concept for a monster i enjoyed that exactly you have to be original here there's no way not to be yeah 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 i love the originality so our judges are Alan Carr was back, D-Drag Jimmy mm-hmm. Lemon, 
Michelle Visage, RuPaul, and Lorraine Kelly. Who I think is, would you say she's maybe Britain's um, Marilyn Dennis? Lorraine Kelly? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. She's like a, yeah, she's like a, a daytime Marilyn Dennis girl, yeah. Yeah, she gives me Marilyn Dennis vibes. I like I can't wait to talk with Marilyn Dennis in person one day. It's on my bucket list. She used to come into Milestones when I worked there. She'd come in for lunch. Oh, you know what? I actually served her. I did serve her. I served her at the Spring Mills. I think we've all served her. <laughs> I served her a couple times. Yeah, she was so nice. She was so nice. She is. She's very nice. And I would chat her up because she was just, she was very chatty. She's also very open about her plastic surgery. Is she? Yeah, she is. She's like, yeah, I've had this film. And she's like, loves talking about it. She's great. Oh, all right. Yeah, I just had my labia fixed. Great. Mm-hmm. I didn't ask. I didn't ask, Marilyn, but thank you for telling <laughs> me. <laughs> you know those people that are like, yeah, I had my vagina lifted. I was like, anybody asked? <laughs> yeah, yep. <laughs> Very Marilyn. <laughs> all right. So the runway has happening. Monster Mashup, who is up first? We get Veronica Green. And what is she giving us? She's giving us Medusa mixed with Babe the Pig. Yeah. Pig in the city. I am loving this pig Medusa mashup. It's really clever. She's got Uh this really great prosthetic, this giant pig nose and giant pig ears. And then obviously, you know, the Medusa hose, uh, the the snake hoses are flowing around her head. And then she's got a beautiful double-sided sequin gown, which is looking like she's she's done it in such a way that it looks like it's like pig markings Uh on like a snake skin. It's really cute, clever. Yeah, because like also like, um, swine has imagery in like horror films like um, like in Deliverance it's very creepy I think I never saw Deliverance but I think there's a thing with pigs in there um, anyway it's a thing and I think she pulled it off very well I don't love the way she applied the prosthetic onto her face like the prosthetic nose isn't applied the best but like otherwise everything really really works for me I'm not bothered by that uh, yeah, that does. Yeah, it doesn't bother me at all. I mean, mm-hmm. um, th- she's already wearing so many things. It's like give her, give her a break. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I really, I really love this a lot. This is my. It's a big nut. It's a big old piggy nut. Yeah, it's nutty, all right. It's a truffle seeking pig nut. Ooh, yeah, truffle season. Truffles. Do you like truffles? No. You don't like truffles, like black truffle, white truffle. No, not really. Oh my god, I love truffle. I don't really have a sweet tooth. No, it's not a. It's not. It's like it's like a flavor. It's not a. It's like a uh, savory. Eh, I don't you, care for you, food. You're thinking of chocolate truffles. Yeah, yeah. Why? What's what's the other kind? Black truffle. It's like you shave it. It's like a, it's like a mushroom almost. You have to shave out. I mean, like shaving my face. You shave the you shave the truffle. Ah, yeah, yeah. It's so much work. I love a good truffle. Listen. Shave that truffle right into my mouth, Veronica. All right, the truffle's for you. The truffle's for you. All right, here we go. Hello, fun size boys. Have I got a show for you? This pick and shave truffle. <laughs> here comes sister, oh, no. sister, giving us mummy meets Wolfie. Yeah, a mummy werewolf. Um, okay, so she says. I'm giving you Farrah Fawcett on a full moon. What am I missing here? What's the Farrah Fawcett reference? The hair. In what way? You know, her tail, her Farrah Fawcett tail. Huh? There is no reference. This is a cut. I'm cutting this already. Uh, I hate it. 
I hate it because, I mean, Mummy's been done a lot, and I get it. It's cute. But then also just the hair application on this. I mean, if you want to come for, like, Veronica's face thing, that is nothing on this. She's just stuffed fun fur into little pockets of this. There's no werewolf. I'm not getting werewolf other than this tail, which I own this tail first. It's a squirrel tail, by the way. I like that Tia calls it the thinnest ponytail in the world. Um, I, I wish you could see my face right now because I'm like frozen in disbelief. I'm still upset that she would drop Farrah Fawcett into this because what we think when we hear Farrah Fawcett is feather hair, like blonde feather hair. And what I'm seeing here is not that. Like, I, it makes me wonder if like, did she play a mummy at some point? Like, what is the, why did she say that? Why is sure she must have been in a werewolf movie or something. Somebody IMDb this. Who knows? I need to look this. Someone tell me, please. Cut. I cut this. I cut this mummy up. I cut this mummy and put it back. Also, in we've seen a million mummies. Like, d- ugh, why is that your first thing that you thought of? Yeah, it's just, and I just don't like the pairing with the werewolf and the mummy. I don't care for it. Cut, 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 cut. Yeah, yeah. Big cut. Also, cut, cut. when she speaks, she can barely open her mouth like how tight did she put those bandages on her face well they all have like teeth prosthetics and prosthetics on this time so um i mean that's why like when we hear any of them talk like poor veronica's like (laughs) the echo in her pig nose is funny yeah so cut all right here comes the next one it is taste giving us a bride of frankenstein and isn't it bimini oh we could talk about taste let's go to taste no no bimini 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 okay let's go to bimini Bimini, and Bimini is giving us a uh, Playboy She-Devil. That's right. Now, this is where I think some people are taking some liberties because that's not two monsters, unless she's making a commentary on Hugh Hefner being a monster. (laughs) Could be. Uh, I mean, this is, yeah, I mean, it's two Halloween costumes, I guess, is what she's doing, really. Was that the prompt then, maybe? No. No, I mean, this is Halloween for sure. The whole prompt is probably Halloween something or other, but whatever. Here she is. She's wearing a face prosthetic of like Hellboy. Uh, She's got the bunny ears. She's got the big boobs. Everything is in red. She's got the little cuffs. The hair isn't, like they said, it wasn't a great wig just to throw on top of it. But I don't hate this. No, I don't hate it either. I actually like this prosthetic on her. Um, I mean, the tail's awful. (laughs) This devil tail. Love yeah, it. that is a thick ass tail. Also, when Michelle's like, "Why aren't you wearing lashes?" with that, with that prosthetic, it would have been so hard to. It would have been impossible to wear lashes. It would have been like dropping her eyes down. I don't need lashes for this. This is fun. No, I mean, she's giving me a monster with the makeup. It's great. I'm yeah. gonna, I am going to give this a nut. I am. I'm going to give it a spooky, you know, spooky ookie nut. Yeah, I'll co-sign your spooky nut. Thank you. But, but it could have been refined better. Yeah, there could have been, it could have been better. But you know what? Yeah. I'm give it a match. Go ahead. I'm liking it. <laughs> so here comes Taste. Taste is giving us, like I said, Bride of Frankenstein and Dracula. Yes. Now, unfortunately, I'm getting more Bride of Frankenstein than I am Dracula. Or Vampire, whatever. Well, she's doing, there's been a lot of blood shed with Taste this season. There has. The blood has just been pouring out of her. Um, and you don't really see that until she opens her mouth and you can see the teeth uh, for Dracula, yeah. you know? So, yeah, yeah it, is, it is a bit more. I mean, there are some of the countess from, like, uh, American Horror Story, the Lady Gaga countess. I feel like that was an inspiration. I don't know. That, well, she was a vampire in that show. 
Okay. Um, so, but I love this. I'm giving, I'm giving this a nut. You're not going to give this a nut. I love the look. I have a hard time nutting it because she didn't really meet the brief, right? Like she didn't really. She did. She's wearing. I mean, she did, she's but uh, it was loose for me. I'll give it a nut. Fine. Is it as creative as the rest of them? Maybe not, but I, it's visually beautiful. Sure. Yeah. yeah. All right. I, I forced you into that nut. <laughs> <laughs> I hate when not. you force me to nut. <laughs> I can't help it. We're and always not on schedule. cue. Not, not now or never. We got to go. Here comes Ginny <laughs> Lemon giving us Toxic Jim, Toxic Lemon. Toxic Lemon. Now, this is someone who didn't do two things. She only did Toxic, right? Am I right? Yeah, I mean, maybe she's going for like a troll too. Or I gremlin, mean, the goblin. Was she? But I'm speculating. I'm speculating. Yeah, no, no, no. She was just going for, for Toxic. Which, you know what? Do what you gotta do, Ginny. I think she looks great. I like the costume a lot. Um, uh, that's it. I like... I want to say something nice about this. I like <laughs> that she likes this. <laughs> what a compliment. <laughs> I like that this stays, this stays true to her. I like that. Okay, yes. Um, uh-huh. I, I caught it. I caught it because I don't like it. The shoes. And I get, so she brings up that she has like this. Is it called spina bifida? They said it again? Spina bifida. What's that mean? The, the disorder she has where she can't. Uh, no, fibromyalgia. Fibromyalgia. Spina bifida is something else with the spine probably. Fibromyalgia. Yeah. So she has to wear sensible shoes, which she has been. And, you know, she's, I love when she did those moments with the Crocs. You know, is the croc great to me? No, but I like that it's a fashion moment for her. I like that. It does um, work for her. Yeah. yeah, it works for her. So I get it. But these shoes are like, okay, these are a little, <laughs> a little all yeah. twist. Um, yeah. And then the wigs, I mean, I just don't like the wig on her. It just brings her down. It makes her look really flat. Um, this whole thing. I like the wig. Flat. It does make her look small, but I like the wig. And again, I think. What RuPaul really should have said to Ginny is not to you should try and be sexy because that's not Ginny. I don't think that that helped her at all, and I think that's what we see later in this episode. Yeah, I think that actually hurt her. I think she just should have brought up proportion more with Ginny, like working with your proportions more. You know, I haven't really noticed a proportion issue with her though. I mean, this gives me no proportion, so that's my proportion issue. Yeah, but I feel like it's intentional with her. I think with some people who have proportion issues. They just don't know how to fit things to their body. Whereas with like Jimmy's style is billowy and like is like away from the body. And I like that about her. Yeah, but por- portion is also thought of as like sexy figure and that stuff. So it's like hips and tits and all that stuff. But you, mm-hmm. you can do proportion in different ways. It isn't that, right? And still create a proportional figure, a silhouette, right? With this, mm-hmm. I don't get a silhouette. I guess that's what I'm saying with this. It's a cut. It's a toxic cut. All right. What'd you give it? Go. I'm going to nut it. I what? like it. I like it. Oh my god! I'm gonna throw you in that toxic sludge with her. You better think go about ahead. That. I'll die happily. <laughs> oh <my laughs> All right, here we go. So after this comes Ellie Diamond. No, no, no. Uh, hold on. No, the other one. Lawrence Janey. It's Lawrence Janey, and Lawrence is wearing. Some people call it foreskin. I call it nine skin. <laughs> um, she's giving us leather face mixed with. Mrs. Lovett from Sweeney Todd mixed with the Bride of Frankenstein. She's got a lot of references. 
this is scary yeah. to me. I was actually like, when she turned around, I was like, ooh, I'm, ooh, I'm scared. It's scary. Yeah, I love it. And I immediately got like the Sweetie Todd um, baking people into pies deal. Yeah, I mean, that she's got an ear on her boob and then those eyes as her earrings. It's really well put together and like creepy. It really is creepy. If this yeah. was Halloween, oh my God. I mean, and the fucking, the, the face. For Valentine's Day. I <laughs> <laughs> know, right? The face dangling from the arm is incredible. And that is her makeup too. It's exactly her face. Yeah. I think it's so, so fucking cool. This is really cool. And I, it's, again, they said that they never expected this from her. And I, I agree. Like, I, I'm so excited to see what her runways are. Because every single one of them, I've been like, I didn't expect this. Yeah. I like not knowing what to expect with Lawrence. It's great. Yeah, she's killing it. So she is killing it. And she is, uh, she's wearing those nuts. She's got somebody's scrotum on her, I'm sure. Mm. Yeah, nut, nut, nut. I... <laughs> Like this is my scrotum purse, my little <laughs> my my penny my penny scrotum pouch. That's where I keep my pennies. <laughs> All right. After this comes Ellie Diamond. Ellie is giving us Troll meets Werewolf. What's which which what's Troll is this? Troll one, Troll two, Troll three. The Troll under the bridge. That's it. Um, she's very like Troll seven. You know what I mean? Like she's like down the line. End of the series. Yeah. <laughs> okay i cut this already i cut this um i like she does a great makeup like she really does do a great makeup which i love mm-hmm. but everything else just is kind of secondary to that like the yeah. thought of her hair and how it fits with her outfit and she's giving me the same silhouette she's given every one way now which is this bodysuit and then chaps so uh-huh. I'm really bored of this. We know a lot of queens that do this style and no uh-huh. support them, except that I'm bored of it. <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's it. I'm bored of it. That's it. Uh, yeah, this person gives me nothing but boredom. Like completely since the beginning of a series, I'm done. Cut this. Put her in the bottom, please. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I'm though. done. She does look like, like it is like a weird orc thing too. She's like, yeah. this would be perfect for the Lord of the Rings musical. <laughs> it would have been, been perfect. Oh. It would have been. They should have cast her. All right. After is Tia Coffee, and she's giving us voodoo priestess woman. Mm-hmm. Slash Medusa. Yeah, a little Medusa in there, too. It's like a Nefertiti kind of thing, like an Egyptian. All right. Mm-hmm. I love this. This is probably her strongest look so far agreed it's very good i'm very proud of her she looks great yeah i mean after i mean yeah this is just i'm really like getting on the tea of coffee train the tea of coffee yeah. train and then the wig is perfect the makeup is perfect this headpiece is great i can't believe this is the same person we've been seeing the other weeks <laughs> it's like i new, know it feels like a new competitor suddenly i'm like who is this for real and this is before they got sent away for covid yeah, so I am obsessed with this. This might be one of my favorite looks on the runway. Mm-hmm. So I total nut, total Nefertiti nut. I nut it as well. Yeah, beautiful. Great job. Just wonderful. After this comes Ahura. And Ahura hey. is also looking very pretty. You go ahead. What do you think? Uh, she, again, she doesn't give us two monsters. Um, we get, well, I guess she- Elvira was her reference. It's a spooky woman zombie mix, but like she's very pretty. She's not 
done anything to uglify herself at all. Yeah. Until she bends over and she pulls off the wig and we can see her brain. And then, you know, she gives us some goofy moments with her face with the brain. You know, she's had a brain uh, yep. transplant. Yep. Uh, which the brain part's fine. That's all I got. Yeah. So I, I'm, this look is really pretty. Um, but it doesn't give me any kind of spooky. I mean, I guess it's the same thing as taste where it's like, it's really pretty, but like, you know, it's okay to uglify yourself up a bit. Yeah. So, yeah. And that's the thing is like, let yourself go. Let us see a different side of you. I'm going to give this, it's, I'm going to give it a nut. I'm giving it a very, I'm giving it like an, um, close to death nut. The nut is like barely alive. Uh huh. But mm-hmm. it's very, very close to a cut because I liked her this week and I think she sold it with like her, her facial expressions and stuff. Sure. And listen, there's a lot of decals on this outfit. So it's not just like a, a corset and bra and panty. It's like, there's a lot going on. Yeah. I mean, yeah, she looks great. It's, it doesn't fit the challenge for me, but she does look great. I'm not, I don't know if I can nut it. Yeah. I, I feel you. I feel <laughs> you. But what are you going to do? Well, you have to make it, you're a Libra. You got to make a choice. <gasps> but Libras don't make choices. I'm going to. I'm gonna nut it. I'll nut it. She nuts it last minute because she's scared of me. <laughs> <laughs> Mommy hits me. <laughs> what did you say? Hey. Oh. All right, those flawy <laughs> sound effects come in real handy. All right, so that <laughs> is it, and we are back on the runway finding out who's in our tops and who's in our my, who's in my bottoms. Um. Oh, sorry, I'm yawning right now because Ellie bored me. Uh, so our tops are Ahura. Um, Lawrence and Bimini, and our bottoms are Ginny, uh, Veronica, and uh, the uh, sister sister. It went real Lebanese at the end there. Sister sister. Sister sister. So that's the bottoms, and then the untucked girls are talking about who they think they're going to go home, and they're all saying Veronica. Yeah, and they kind of forced Tia to say Veronica as well. Yeah, <laughs> like say it, say, say it. it. Uh, and so, I mean, I uh, yeah, I think they're really coming for. I feel like with Estina going home as early as she did, they're really trying to bring down the girls who are giving these badges and try and bring them their confidence down. Is that that, mm-hmm. that makes sense? Sure, yeah. And that's you know strategically, that's a strategy for a competition. I wonder if they actually thought that she did the worst because she did not sister was by far worse well for our judgment anyways you know and that but yeah 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 okay so here we go they're getting they're getting a little feedback from the judges um i do alan does bring up with Ginny that you know um this whole thing of i'm wacky i'm totally crazy and it begins to great and like i said earlier it's the same thing right like when you're just like i'm so crazy look how crazy i am it can it can become grating Mm-hmm. It can, it can. I'm not graded by her yet, though. I'm not graded by her. I'm just saying, like, in that scene where it's just like, look how wacky I am, look how wacky I am. I get, I do get graded because I know a lot of these people. <laughs> it yeah. Does, it does grade on me as like a, per- and I'm sure Ellen knows these people too in the comedy world, right? So. What'd you say about Ellen? Alan, Alan, Alan. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Alan Carr, Alan Carr, of course, you know, of course. Alan and I work very closely in the comedy world. You know that. You sure do. <laughs> We're both chatty men. 
<laughs> All right. So the and also RuPaul has a real hard on for Lawrence, you know, and she she's always said good things about Lawrence this whole series, and 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 the deliberations, she's really like that Lawrence Cheney. I wonder if she's setting us up for a Lawrence win or a Lawrence downfall. We'll find out. Stay tuned. We'll find out. And then I guess we get into that. We find out who's in the bottom, right? Yeah. So who, um, won, who won first? Who won? Uh, Lawrence Cheney, of course. Lawrence won. And I thought it should have been a horror. But I guess if you, I, they really seem to be basing this pretty equally on their runways as well. Which I kind of appreciate because I think it's season past has been really heavy in the challenges. Yeah. And less on runway. And I feel like it should be kind of 50-50. I mean, they're both doing a lot of work. So I think that's why Veronica was saved because she really had a strong runway. Yeah. Um, and I think Lawrence had one of the stronger runways than Ahura. This feels very 50-50. However, the episode we're going to talk about tomorrow feels the opposite. It feels like the runway was not taken into consideration at all. And I can't wait to talk about it. So stay tuned tomorrow. But for now, Veronica is safe. And that means our bottom two are Boring Boring and Ginny Lemon. Boring Boring and Ginny. And we are lip syncing. We are lip syncing. Set me free. Why don't you, baby? Kim Wilde. Is that the original person who's saying it? Where else have we heard this song? No, the original was uh, The Supremes, I believe. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Set me free. Why don't you, baby? Yeah. You keep me hanging on. Kim Wilde does this, I guess, this version. So the song starts and something crazy happens. What is it? What is it? It is that my friend and yours, Ginny Lemon, gives a kiss goodbye and walks right off the stage as soon as the song starts. She's like a little elf. <laughs> She's just like, I thank you very much. That's just nice. Bye-bye now. <laughs> she just like struts right off the stage. Uh, and then we just get sister, sister gets an entire moment to lip sync for herself. Sure, yeah, she gets to you know she gets the whole stage to herself. Good for her. So um, it was kind of a punk moment, and Ginny says like you know I am I know who I am as a performer, and I am a punk queen. She is that punk queen. I do appreciate that. Listen, yeah, um, she was like I'm not gonna do this, and I'm walking off. Yeah, listen, if you're ready to go, you're ready to go. Do what you gotta do. I do wonder, like, what pushed her to that decision, though, because she was—I mean, she was such an, 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 an a weird casting. I've already said this before. She was such a strange cast for the show. Yeah, they—they—they they, they really went out of their comfort zone with bringing Ginny Lemon into the show, which I love. Um, uh-huh. But I wonder what really set her off, and I feel like it was this moment last episode where she was asked to be somebody that she's just not as a performer. I feel like that was what, and that's why I brought it up. Like you can push people, but you can't push people that fast because it's yeah. not going to connect to them and it's going to set them off as like, they're being told they're not good enough. And I, I got that impression, especially after this improv challenge was what she said she does. I do improv That's what Jenny says she does. Mm-hmm. So I think that really brought her down as like, well, if I can't even do that, what am I here for? Look, some people just aren't built for competition too. You know what I mean? Like some people just are like, they're incredible on their own. And then when you put them in a competition environment, they're like, what's happening? And I think yeah. that may have happened with her as well. I agree. But it's, you know, there's a lot of people auditioning for the show. So if you are of that mindset, you know, maybe don't do the show because there's a lot of other people that want to be on, you know, that, that's also something true to be said. But also, like, maybe she didn't know that competition was not for her because maybe it was her first time trying it and she wanted to push herself. 
And um, and I'm glad she had the platform. I'm glad we all know who she is now. Right. And it's, again, it's punk as fuck for her to walk off the stage. I kind of like that. But and on the flip side of that, I'm just speaking as like devil's advocate here. It is yeah. frustrating for people that want to be on the show and that are fighting for their lives to be on the show, you know, for this person to just bow out and be like, well, that's it. I'm done. I don't, I like this queen. I don't want to fight against her. You know, it's also like an overconfidence of like, I don't want to send my sister home. Who said you were going to, who said you were going to send her home? <laughs> right? like, what, what, what in your brain was like, I can't send her home. You were going to send her home. <laughs> Are you crazy? Hey, listen, Again, devil's advocate on my side. Um, I would Listen, much rather Demi walk. Demi is very busy being an advocate for both sides. She's a- <laughs> Let's let her handle this. But listen, I think, listen, I would much rather watch someone like Ginny, who is an original, who's hilarious, who brings um, a different point of view and, and uh, a topic of like non-binary and like talks about that on the show and then decides to walk off because she doesn't want to be there anymore. Then have another Ellie Diamond. <laughs> Who bought me this diamond? This is a fake diamond. <laughs> this isn't a real diamond. It's an Ellie diamond. This is costume diamond. I agree. <laughs> I agree. I listen. I love Ginny as a character on the show. Again, such a strange casting choice for them. But I hope yeah. this moves forward as like, let's get more Ginny Lemons. I love it. I love that when she walked off, Michelle goes, what just happened? And Rue's just like smiling, just like having a great time. <laughs> well, apparently there was some like talk from behind the stage of like when Jimmy left, they were like, she basically told them to fuck off because they were probably like, get back out there. You get back out there. And Ginny, I guess, was like, no. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, as a production, they're like, we need to have this. You can't not lip sync. Like, so yeah, I, I, I could see the wheels turning in their heads and RuPaul specifically. <laughs> I'm like, all right, let's really make this sister performance look real good now. I know. And like, God bless Sister Sister. She did it. She was fine. You know what? She did good. And all things considered, she was on a stage by herself and she sold it. That's fine. Great. Good for her. And this, yeah. might, this maybe this is the moment that lights a fire under sister, and we get a total new sister next week. Well, well, next week. Let's let's get into this now. Okay. Yeah. Ginny Lemon goes home because she's tired of the competition. But little did you know, girl, you were gonna get seven months off the next day. Oh no, Ginny, <laughs> what you have you done? You're like, I'm just tired of the competition. It's like, girl, you were gonna have seven months off. <laughs> 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 so what's happening next week what's happening you tell me well the girls come back like we see that they're in the moment at the beginning of the episode where they come backstage and they like debrief what just happened but as they're doing that rue comes on screen and says hey everybody go home we have covid go <laughs> the lady said go home <laughs> the lady said go home and they're shocked because you know what they're they don't know what's going on they don't have access to the news well, they have TV and stuff, so they do. They do have access to the news. They do know what they happening. do. Yeah, they do. Um, they don't have communication with the outside world, though. They don't know what's happening oh. with their families and stuff. Gotcha, they're, gotcha, they're, gotcha. They're in hotels with TVs. They, they're aware of what's happening. Okay. Um, well, at least that. Wow. Okay. Good. It's not like Big Brother. Like Big Brother, Big Brother Canada was happening. Um, while this was all going down, and they kept filming Big Brother Canada as like the COVID crisis was like in its real deep pockets in the early spring, right? Yeah. And then they ended up canceling it at the very last minute because it was just getting too intense, right? Yeah. Whereas this is like, this is a different situation. They were able to pull the plug and be like, we were, we were gonna come back to this. 
the show's not over, but we have to, <clears throat> we have to halt production. Right, 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 right. So that's just, can you imagine being there and hearing that? What would you think? It would be shocking. The only time I've, I've watched a reality show where something like this has happened was um, season two of Big Brother when 9-11 happened. And they had to tell one of the contestants that her cousin was in the building. Um, and they had to give her the choice of whether she wanted to stay or go. And she decided to stay. Oh, I'm trying to remember this. I think it was like top three. It was Will. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. It was the, Dr. The, Will, yeah. It was the very end of that season, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy when real life collides with reality television, you know? Um, so it, it would have been like, uh, I mean, I, I'm sure they're all very understanding of it because it's not just them. It's the entire world was shut down at that moment. Uh-huh. It was the shockwaves were felt every single part of the world. So yeah. I think everybody was in an understanding frame of mind. I would imagine from them, you know, uh-huh. but just also unpredictable. Of like, we don't know when we're coming back. Are they canceling the season or, you know, it's, it's a, probably a really weird thing. So I guess what we're going to watch next week is two episodes of Drag Race UK where they do episode five, where they all come back seven months later uh-huh. and uh, kind of a uh, retrospective of where, what happened during the COVID time off. Fascinating. You know, as you were saying about like, they don't know what's going on when, so at the same time, I was supposed to do the Miss Cruise and Tango's pageant, which was supposed to be March 15th. And we decided the day of to cancel it. No, El and we, Yeah, Miss El Camantrico pageant. And we all decided to cancel it because we thought we'd be back in like two weeks, a month max. We didn't know it was going to be a year later and there would still be no, no competition. Well, that's what so, they're saying. It's like we're two weeks. Okay, it was like, yeah. no, four weeks. No, no, no. Okay, this is going to be a like two-year process. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, it'll be really interesting to see what happened in the time off. I'm so fascinated, honestly. Did you watch um, the RuPaul's Vegas review show? No, I haven't been able to watch that, but I heard they, they had to stop that as well for the same reason. Yeah, so the last episode is them learning they have to cancel the show. They're like, oh my God, Broadway's closing. Are we going to have to close? And then everything shuts down and it shows them like at home waiting for news. Like, when are we going back to work? And then finding out they're not going back to work. Still, still now, still now, it's not, everything's still not happening. It's crazy. The times (sighs) that happen. And so it's so crazy to watch this as like pre-COVID and now for it to catch up to where we are now. It's been very recent when they filmed the last part of this. So it's going to be really interesting. And also, how has that changed their mindset? The people that were in the bottom, sister, sister. Maybe she's coming to a completely new mindset. Maybe she's going to be the funniest, most entertaining girl there. We don't know. Oh my God, I hope so. Maybe Laura's Cheney is going to be the most boring person. Maybe they're falling like self-sabotaging them. It's <laughs> never going to happen. <laughs> it's really fascinating. I can't wait. I'm so looking forward to next week. Yeah. So that has been this week's episode. We can't wait to see what's happening next week. And thank you for listening to our podcast on the Sonar Network. And remember to follow us on the Scroll Talk podcast on Instagram. You can follow along with our little memes. Mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. uh you can also give us a rate subscribe all those good things for our podcast we really appreciate that and we really appreciate that you guys are listening to us consistently and love us thank you so much great <laughs> see you tomorrow <laughs> you want to say thank you as well yeah thank you as well
<laughs> I have to pull teeth to get her to be grateful. <laughs> and the rebel. I'm kidding. She's the Ginny Lemon of this podcast. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> we will see you next week. And uh, see you then. And tomorrow. We'll see you tomorrow. And tomorrow, Mondays and Tuesdays. Okay, bye, squirrels. Goodbye now. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network.